Tarleton. Wisdom shared by the housewives and the occasional house husband of Scotland in the pages of the Sunday Post in the 1950s. Whatever will they make of it today? Hello. I believe today that we are talking about women's favourite subject in the whole entire world, shoes. Steve, you can't possibly have much to comment on shoes with what um, those boats well, that you've got on no. your feet. <laughs> don't don't diss my shoes. These cost don't, almost four ninety nine. You don't know. Diss. Steve said diss. <laughs> <laughs> Fam. <laughs> what does diss mean? Disrespect. Oh, does it? You dissing okay. me? See, when I was a lad, <laughs> this was short for disseminate. Which means what? It, it doesn't really mean short for disseminate. Oh. I'm just pretending I, I didn't really use a, a, a new ageism, and I clearly oh, did. did. However, new shoes. Not necessarily new shoes, but you'll not be surprised to learn shoes. that in the olden days, the concept of shoes was slightly different. For one thing, there were far, far fewer pairs of shoes going about. Mm. The not people didn't own so many pairs of shoes. I have a horrendous amount of shoes. I'm, this does not surprise. Not me. as many as my boyfriend. He has trainers coming out of his lugs, and that is honestly no word of a lie. He had to, he's still got some at his mum's because I, I can't a bear word of a lie. I'm hoping he doesn't no, literally no, 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 have like, shoes coming out of his lugs. <laughs> no, <laughs> like they're everywhere. Trainers, 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 trainers. He only owns two pairs of normal shoes that aren't trainers. It's trainers all the time. All right. his trainers. Back in the day then, this this might horrify you. No such thing as trainers. There was shoes. Mm. And that was it. That was all. Was so shoes. what did you wear to, wear to play football? Football boots, but they were... <laughs> they were shoes? Ah, uh, they were... Well, they were boots. They were very heavy boots and they didn't have studs. They had leather bars uh, sewn or nailed into the bottom of them and they were very heavy and they sometimes had reinforced cork toes. So <laughs> controlling the ball with a... Pair of those boots. However, today we are going to talk about shoes. Now, I have inherited a love of shiny shoes. I believe that a man who has a pair of shoes on, if they are dirty, scuffy, dusty is even worse. Then <laughs> dusty. No, well, you know how sometimes yeah. in the instep yeah. there's a bit of dust. Or like, not even, like just on the top there's creases like a dust. Yeah, 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 you can see that. That to me is a slovenly man. Or they've been at the back of the cupboard for far too long. Uh, well, if the, no, it's still slovenly because if he's had them at the back of the cupboard for so long, then he needs to get them out and give them a good clean. Um, cleaning your shoes is a ritual and it's a, it's the mark of a... Uh, a gentleman. Yes, okay. Ah, I was going to say adult. <laughs> my dad used to polish my skill shoes every single week on Did a he? Sunday. Mm-hmm. It used to be that um, there's a tip in here actually about if you want to get the the polish to work its way really into the leather, mm-hmm. you put the polish on at night, and but then it. and leave it overnight, yeah. and then you scrub it up. You, and, you shine um, it. and our shoe cleaning kit at home when I was a child, it had three different brushes and two different uh, cloths. There was a brush to put the uh, polish on with, mm-hmm. then a brush to take the polish off with, then there was a poling, polishing brush, mm-hmm. then there was a rough uh, cloth for shining up, and then there was a very much softer velvety type cloth, mm-hmm. a lint cloth I think it was for yeah. the final uh, polish. And <clears throat> it's good to see people with shiny shoes. However, let me give you some tips about shoes. Right. Also, 
I have to say that when uh, people bought shoes, they were thick leather and required wearing in, which doesn't seem to happen so much these days. Unless you buy Doc Martens. Mm. Unless you buy, yeah. Well, Doc Martens are a throwback, really. Yeah. Although the, the sole is far too ridiculously plasticky to what shoes used to be like. However, you used to have to wear in shoes. So, I love that. Tight shoes. Leave a peeled raw potato overnight in a tight-fitting pair of shoes. You'll be surprised at the comfortable fitting afterwards. <laughs> From Mrs. M. Martin, 43, Old Hill, Bridgend, Linlithgow. So I, I would be surprised to go in, <laughs> go in my shoes the next morning. <laughs> no. I have been saying for years, and I think Steve's probably overheard me say this in the office before, I've been telling people, high heels, I don't do my normal shoes, heels, if you've got like a pointed number, mm-hmm. peeled potato, shove it right in, because obviously it kind of starts. <gasps> you did this? I do this. I do this actively on a weekly basis whenever <laughs> I buy a new pair of shoes. And But I put them beside the radiator because I feel the heat helps kind of mould them a little bit. Mm. But that's an actual thing, and nobody ever believes me. Who taught you to do that? It was on that show... How clean is your house? Really? With Kim and Aggie. They, mm. they obviously read the Sunday Post. Yeah, and another thing I heard they taught me is bananas like work quite well with polish, eh, as polish. I can imagine that. Eh? Yeah. The peel. What? Yeah, eh? like the peel, like the inside stringy kind of bit. Yeah. So you're all fine with the potato thing, but you're poo-pooing my <laughs> banana idea. What's the difference? How would a banana, it's a... Soft, sort of fleshy. Yeah, no, but, but you, what, you of the peel. inside of the peel, like the like the stringy bit, if you know yeah. what I mean. So you put that on if you don't have any shoe polish. Apparently, bananas equally work quite well as shoe polish. As shoe polish. Okay, right. not I as in you just walk about with banana skins on your feet. No, how <laughs> wonderful idea that would be. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking that you meant that you clean them with that and then. That was your final polish. I'm thinking, no, that won't work. No, 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 no. So you work. would like buff that off. Okay. So back to the tatty. <laughs> is the idea that you're literally just putting a, a volume of matter <laughs> into the shoe to expand it? I think it's the liquid, possibly I the starchiness. But it needs to be it needs to be stretching the toe of the mm-hmm. So in other words, basically it could be a stone. But it just so happens that potatoes are more readily available in that size. No, I think <laughs> I think that the potato would leach out the, yeah. its starch and moisture. But I, don't, I don't want to put my foot into a manky old tatty <laughs> shoe. <laughs> Why? But if it fits and it's toes. more comfortable. I think when people talk about breaking in shoes nowadays, they talk about just the heel bit. But the toes mm. of the shoes were such stiff, very, very thick leather Soles and uppers that... Would it be heresy, Steve, for me to suggest that shoes are better made now? It and just yes, it better. would. Because we it don't abs- go get them from not, the cobblers. Sorry, or I am not accepting that. Mass production modern shoes will last two years. Yeah, I've had my shoes for longer than that. All pairs of shoes? I'm not, sorry, I'm not conceding this point. Shoes, back in the day, a man would buy a pair of shoes per decade, I well, they bet they stunk after that. <laughs> uh, well, no, there's a, there are ways to get around that. You, potatoes. You know there will be. No, not potatoes, no. <gasps> I'll be sour the milk potato thing gone. is a really good thing, honestly. <laughs> it does work. However, they were, they were very much 
people didn't have so many pairs of shoes. And this next tip I'm about to tell you mm-hmm. is a great illustration of that. Okay. Because it's it's almost sort of quaint. It's almost slightly sad. Here <laughs> we go. Not surprised. Dance shoes. An inexpensive way to brighten satin dance shoes is to dab spots of colourless nail varnish on the heels and toes and sprinkle hair glitter on the spots while wet. Mm. A variety of glitter can be bought to ring the changes. This is Margaret Price, 17 Fithian Street, Kensington, Liverpool. Mm. They did a lot of dancing in Liverpool as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I suppose they did. Or even in the 50s. Mm. Yes. That was the oh. primary yeah. thing you did. My you granny used to work for Miles. Miles to go to the dancing, and she has a. She's. I think she still had a bag where her she would carry her dancing shoes because yes. she would be walking so far from yeah. her rural home uh-huh. to go to the dancing. You see, that's not that dissimilar to uh, mo- the modern woman today taking flip flops out uh, or, <laughs> as a bag. Or there's the classic thing, of course which would be unheard of mm-hmm. 20 years ago even, of going to work in your jimmies, going to work and in some changing. trainers, and then but taking yeah. your high heels with yeah. you or leaving them uh, in the office. Because nobody's yeah. needing to be doing a couple of miles walk no. uh, mm. in high heels. Mm. That's not a good I've tried it mm. not to be advised. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing about that tip, though, is obviously she didn't have an awful lot of pairs of shoes, but to change bring the changes, up. to change them up, she was putting on dobs yeah. of... Uh, I wonder how she got it off. But she was Nail putting polish, glitter... Wouldn't that leave a stain on a satin shoe? I don't know. It kind of acetone sort of sucks yeah, up, doesn't it? It, does. it breaks yeah. down and dissolves. I'm not yeah. sure. I, I, bet, I bet you there's a tip somewhere else in the I will. Uh, I will research while we take this quick break. I feel confident in saying there is no other book on the planet that will tell you how to dull the drip, drip noise of a leaky tap, how to double the life of a wooden clothes peg, and how to boil an egg without cracking it. Honestly... These books are like no others. You can get 20% off both Pass It On books if you use the discount code PODCAST at checkout at dcthompsonshop.co.uk. Check the episode notes for details and terms. Steve, I can't find a modern day answer on acetone or nail polish remover on a satin shoe. We obviously I'm need sorry. to uh, bring back Pass It On in Sunday Post. Yes. <laughs> you yes. could have written yeah, to the Sunday Post. Cool. would have taken slightly longer than the method you were looking for. Yes. However, I can Maybe help you. Maybe we would have got a guinea. I, no, you <gasps> I would have been working in the office and I would have made sure you didn't get the guinea. <laughs> <laughs> a woman of your sort. <laughs> <laughs> I can help you though. Okay. I, it's not quite about satin shoes, but to prov- it's about... Preserving patent leather shoes. So, patent leather. To preserve patent leather, massage a little petroleum jelly into it from time to time. Wipe off excess jelly with clean, soft cloth. This keeps the leather pliable. It's also less apt to crack. Mm. It might have worked on satin shoes. Might not. I can see that. Yeah. Would that not leave like a greasy mark? But I guess jelly. if you're applying oh, it's it, Vaseline, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I guess if you're applying it uniformly, yeah, yeah. we'd all the would... whole thing gets a greasy mark. No, <laughs> just greasy shoes. Then we've gone from tatty shoes to greasy shoes. But then again, I guess <laughs> why would you not just you know nourish the leather with more polish? Why? Um, well, well Peyton wouldn't. Uh, of course, Peyton leather. Of course, doesn't yeah, take sorry. the polish yes. in the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, still, why? Is Peyton leather still popular? Yeah, but like cheap. Primark version of 
You know, like not real paint, just plastic. I've got <laughs> um, my little four-year-old daughter has a pair of, I couldn't tell if they're actually patent leather, but, you know, chi- that kind of hard shell, like shiny yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. leather, gorgeous wee shoes. Uh-huh. So she's got a pair. So it's, it's still Yeah, it's still a thing. I've got a pair, a couple of pairs of patent shoes. Okay. Um, but I don't know Patent shoes to, to me was always a little bit of a cheat. You didn't have to put so much work nope. into making them look shiny. Rainproof. Yes. <laughs> could yes. I hazard a guess of any pairs of shoes you've got, Connie? Yeah, you could, but I wouldn't know the answer really because I've not counted. <laughs> is it goodness? Is it? I've not so many. I've not counted fewer than fifty. Maybe just, maybe just like borderline. And I think your boyfriend has more. Probably. That I, I know that's ridiculous. But please, he does like please, this thing please. where he buys like these rare kind of expensive trainers when they first get released, which ah, yeah, collectors enter, things. Yeah, you enter like raffles and stuff for them, like those Yeezys and stuff. And then he doesn't wear them, and then you can sell them. And could stuff. You, he doesn't sell them, but shall we could. ask? Shall we ask Steve about Yeezys? <laughs> you could try. <laughs> Ye- you wouldn't like them. Spell it. But you wouldn't like them. Y e e z y Yeezys. Yeezys. So Kanye West has like released them with Adidas. Oh well, you won't like them. Case. I mean, I don't particularly Canyon like them. Kanye West. Kanye. Kanye. Oh yeah. Rapper. I, I, I know of the the, the gentleman's Look, body of work. You're just set going for eight hundred and sixty six pounds. Really? Yeah. For a pair of shoes. For a pair, a of, pair shoes. of trainers. Pair of trainers. Look. Oh, she's showing me a picture of. They're not a, very nice. Could you paint a word picture for our listeners? Right, they are all black with a black sole and an orange stripe that goes around mm-hmm. them. I thought you'd like that. It looks a little bit like the Dukes of Hazard's car. <laughs> There's an up-to-date reference oh. for you, Connie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Got me a rubber duck. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> yeah. And, and they are 800 and what? Well, this That's website is selling them for 866. <laughs> I don't know if that's like legit or not. It's just the first one that came If out. If you make a bid on these shoes, do you have to send in a photo of yourself to prove that you have mug that tattooed across cool your forehead? That you're cool enough to wear them. <laughs> but then I, see, because he's kind of like a trainer snob, so I've got quite good at like, like mm, fake Yeezys, you know? Or like, I've got quite good at it. But not that it really bothers me, but... And yeah. so, was there an equivalent in the old days, Steve? Eight hundred and sixty-six. Well, not so much that, but, that. but I, but I wondered, were you? Would you sort of be sort of so turning like your nose up at somebody and think, "Oh, those aren't proper shoes"? No. Yes, uh, um, I, if you're talking about a good pair of brogues, and you can tell when there's a good camel skin pair of brogues with a proper thick leather sole, and you can tell the difference between the the good. Properly made by a cobbler and the mass-produced ones. Good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yes. What? Good, Go the bad, and the ugly. See, just just for the the benefits of of those people who uh, can be seduced <laughs> to a puddle by a Scottish accent, give us the word brogue again. Brogue. There you go. Brogue. Oh, that's beautiful. Did we all say the same. Brogue. 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 So I wouldn't roll my I R's quite. Do so you know your R all the time? I enjoy and I relish my Scottish oh, relish. accent <laughs> with the R's that go into it. In fact, I will put it to you that a Scottish accent uses the vowels and consonants in, in the English language better than any other. Well, better subjective, but, but certainly more accurately, I would say. Unless we all start our glottal stops. Yeah, that's true. Butter? Mm, butter? Yes, butter. butter. I wouldn't say mm. butter. Mm. Well, I would, I, butter. I would when I'm not paying attention. Butter and water and... Stuff. Inverness, isn't it? Inverness is supposed to have the the, the purest, the, cleanest, the best uh, English accent. accent. I, yeah. I believe that's the case. Yeah, and I I think they're worth it. And 
It's a little nasal, though, perhaps, in Venetian accent. Mm. Venice, yeah. Like a little, yeah. yeah. And there is, of course, I, I know it's a well-travelled uh, cliche, but there's there's one name that we Scots cannot say. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not Carl, is it? <laughs> no, because it's like Carl is in a sort of female name and Carl is in yeah. a, ma- see, a man. My wife is called Carl. But she yeah. has a, a a vowel between the R and the L. Yeah, which we don't. So what's the what's wrong? Then? Are we not saying Carol or um, how we, what should we amend? I I think we I think we say okay, Carl. It's a bit yeah. of a softer R than we're used to, but Carl to me sounds fine, and we cannot help but have that consonant. Uh, sorry, that vowel sound at the end of it. Yeah. And however, if you if your name was Carl. And you mm. pronounce it Carl. Yeah. I found I find that. I think awful we're getting awful. a little esoteric, perhaps. Uh, if you have thoughts <laughs> on this, please do let us know on Carl or Carl. The Pass It On Pod on Twitter. And in particular, if you want to um take uh, umbrage at me um for dismissing the Inverness accent as dreadfully nasal, then crack <laughs> on. And talking of cracking on, Steve, what's next? Sorry, oh. well before we end today, we're gonna to talk about children's shoes. Oh. Because children's shoes are really cute, aren't they? They're like the tiny little baby. It's the ones. tiny wee shoe boxes. Oh, oh yeah. my god, they're adorable. They're like dolls' houses, kind of. God, you, you youngins. <laughs> no, there is a gigantic problem with children's shoes that you guys Don't do not seem to ever have. No, it's not that. It's that your mother used to buy them for you, two sizes too big. Yeah, so that you would that so sensible. That you would fit them. Uh-huh. However, as ever, the Pass It On book has a tip for this. Comfy shoes. When children's shoes are too large, stuff the toes with a piece of rubber sponge cut into shape. The rubber remains soft, whereas cotton wool goes hard and tends to hurt the toes. Tends to smell. <laughs> Miss F. H. Powell, White House of Millican, Brookfield. No idea what that is. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. That sounds like an eminently yeah. sensible situation. I, kids' shoes are really expensive because, like, my mum was always very good at having me in like Clark's and yes. kind of you know proper oh, sort of walking still a shoes. Thing, isn't it's it? still a thing, and for, I think it's really important. For people as well. not in the UK, you might not realise Clark's is a, is a high street chain of stores, and it's a right of passage. It <laughs> absolutely is, but I guess while I, I've no data to back this up, I suspect they've kind of lost a lot of their. Uh, mature, grown-up, adult yes. uh, buyers, but there's still a thing. You still buy Clark shoes for your yeah, rooms. for your yeah, rooms. yeah. Uh-huh. definitely. Because they, inco- like I know, so, like some of my friends have got babies and kids and stuff, and it's like trainers all the time. And I'm like, where's where's the Clarks at? <laughs> you know, yeah. because they're good at making you like helping you to walk properly, aren't they? Do you remember going into Clark's and getting, getting your foot measured? Oh my God. That was such a yes, wonderful on the experience. Little, it was like a set of scales and it had a sort of footprint and then oh, no, you would stand on it. Well, and then that is not. I've got news for you guys oh. uh, because I, I'm the one here with the youngest child. Mm-hmm. Kids' shoes are now measured with what would be the most ridiculous thing, Steve? Don't tell me. Electronic iPad. Is it is an iPad. Oh, wow. Or equivalent a tablet. tablet. And then you also used to get this thing where they would put your foot in it and they would kind of put your heel right back in it and then squish your toes down and that would have a line on it. <laughs> That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. You, there's a, there was an electric sort of thing that you put your foot into what looked to me like a, a crusher and it would <laughs> move electronically. And this was one of the great innovations of the 1960s or 70s. Yeah, that was great. And it, it measured your foot. But I was mm. terrified of this thing because my brother had told me if the woman takes her finger off the button, it'll crush your foot off. And I believed that, and I was very, very frightened of this. Not as frightened as I was of giant hogweed, which is the most scary thing 
in the known universe. What plant? Yeah. Yeah, because if you touch it, I got in trouble for that once. I was actually at um, Stobo Castle for a spa weekend and I nearly touched it and I got in trouble. Quite From like whom? two. From my mother-in-law almost How friend she's last possibly, year. Right, she's possibly of <laughs> closer to my vintage. Yes. We grew up thinking that giant hogweed was would walk and chase you. She's but a nurse as well, so I think. She well. So I, I don't know what this plant is. I've never heard of it. It's like a... I don't know how it does. It's just like a, it's like a, a weed. It's a weed, basically, but it's But they grow to huge. 12 mild. feet tall. And what's bad about the what sap? The sap, uh, when activated by sunlight, has an acidic okay. effect and can burn through skin. Yeah. And we were warned about this at school, but I'd seen Dave the Triffids fairly... <laughs> Fairly close up to that, and kind of got uh, Dave. Dave the Triffids. He's a nice guy. Dave the Triffids. No, no, Dave <laughs> of the Triffids. It sounds like a troll under a bridge. Well, it was a scary <laughs> film. It was about plants that chased people, and for some reason, like those Venus flytraps. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they ate people, and um, for some reason, everybody in the world had gone blind because they'd been watching a meteor shower and through binoculars, nonetheless. Before we. <laughs> Just descending to Steve, <laughs> recounting the plot of Day of the Triffids. The terrifying plant life. I think we should draw this uh, particular episode to a close. Yes, me too. Why, yes. are there hogweed coming? Are they coming now? Are they? Yeah, go, mm. Steve. Mm. Join Steve, Chris and me next episode for more genius or possibly madness from the households in Scotland in the 1950s and for more nonsense from us in Scotland today. See you then. If you know anyone who'd enjoy this podcast as much as you do, we'd love it if you'd pass it on. Let them know that they can subscribe free in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever they get their podcasts. Or you could leave us a wee review or rating on iTunes to help people discover Pass It On for themselves. And don't forget, as a listener to this podcast, you can get an exclusive 20% off the Pass It On books at dcthomsonshop.co.uk by using the discount code PODCAST at checkout. Check the episode notes for details and terms.